Hello, people. Uh, welcome to episode one of Sports Talk with Cam and D. All right, we yes, uh, sir. We are, you know, two brothers, childhood friends. You know, love sports. Trying to give you guys some good content. You know, just from different perspectives. You know, uh, how you doing, bro? I'm good. I can't complain. Ready to give my sports, man. Sports opinions are, you know, what I feel. Hi, bet, 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 bet. All right. Uh, well, today's episode is uh about you know we're gonna do baseball. We're gonna break our segments up into different days. You know, different topics, so it's not all uh mopped together. Uh, but uh, what you what you thinking about baseball this year? You know. Um, started off, but some people started off kind of weird, started off kind of weird, you know, especially for St. Louis, it definitely did start off right. weird, because cause last, se- last season, you know, we was hot, but off season, you know, we had, what, five gold glove winners, yeah. we had Paul, yeah. we had Paul Goldschmidt, got the, you know, MVP, Nolan. Nolan was right behind him. That was, you know, that was it. But Yadi, that was it for what? Yadi, Albert. Yeah, like, I just felt, I felt like last season was just out of control. Like, like we was doing so good. Like, I mean, MVPs, gold gloves, all-stars, young players. Like, I'm thinking, like, we're going to go to the playoffs and, like, Really do some damage, you know what I'm saying? And then didn't make it out the first round. But you know what? But you know what? In terms of moral victories, I'm like, at least we yeah. lost to the dependent winning Phillies. You know, yeah. like I actually wanted them to win because they had a rough season. To be honest with you, because yeah. how you start the season, you know what I'm saying, not even on anybody's radar for playoffs. Attention. Fire your manager, right, Joe Girardi. You fire him halfway through the season, right? And then the new guy just fixes everything, and I mean everything. And they make a run all the way to the World Series. That's that. That was – I was like, I don't mind losing to that. You know, because they got hot. I mean, you can't get mad at them. You know, they got hot. That was the World Series. I remember I watched all I watched all the games, but we played some. It was a good World Series, man. It was. I mean, the way that, the way that they lost. I mean, nobody want to lose with a, a foul ball going in the air. <laughs> you want to? You don't. Nobody want to lose. Yeah, like but. But if I'm not mistaken, wasn't it Bryce Harper batting last? If I'm not I mistaken, I think I think he was the last guy to hit in that World Series for them. And he was on that pitch. To foul it off like that, you was on it. Yeah. You know, I'm, I mean, when he hit it, I was kind of like just fall into the crowd. Like, fell into the crowd. When he caught it, I was like, you know. But you know what was crazy, though? About you know, you know we'll get past last season and go into this season. But last season to me was like 
kind of like a renaissance year, you know, in a sense, because it was so much going on. You had Albert retiring, but on his home run chase for 700, right? Mm -hmm. You know, we was, you know, the last guy to do 700 was, you know, Bonds, right? You yeah. know, so it kind of refreshed a lot of people's minds. You know, like we'll get into bonds on another episode because we could we could talk about bonds all day. But yeah. so it's kind of refreshing in terms of like baseball fans to really get into it. You know, like oh man, this is like history. You know, and for us being you know St. Louis boys, it's like we grew up with our blows. You know what I'm saying? Like he burst mm -hmm. onto the scene and this guy just hitting everything. <laughs> nobody was safe in the NS Central. When Pujols was first coming up, nobody was safe. So it was refreshing to see that, you know. Yeah, you know, as far as Yachty, too, that was a good, you know. Yeah, Yachty. Yeah. I like how I like how him and Wainwright retired together, you know, because they start, well, they didn't start together, but, you know, once Wainwright got deep in his career, you know, they were the main duo, you know, pitcher catcher duo most of the most and, of the game. So. And I can't believe it's people that don't consider like Yadier a, a like a Hall of Famer or at least first ballot Hall of Famer. Like maybe he wasn't like Mike Piazza with the bat, you know? Or a Buster Posey with the bat, you know what I'm saying? But his level of, like, defensive acumen was, like, it almost trumped that, you know what I'm saying? Like, you could yeah, be – go ahead, go ahead. Because with Yachty, it was like, okay, yeah, I got a single, but it's like, let me stay put. Don't even let me think about running because as soon as I run, I know he got, like, I know he going to catch me. For me trying to go from first to second, like, so. like, like, being me, able to put, like, being able to control the base pass, right? Like yeah. that was that was his thing. Like, if you was gonna steal, you was gonna have to, you know, get a good head start, and you know, and even throwing him throwing people out, like throwing from first. No, not first, but home to second, right? You know, that's like your best bet because he'll pick you off from home to first and third. <laughs> like, yeah. he was, you know, he was definitely, definitely one of the best. But, you know, fast forward to, to this season, you know, what what's your, your biggest uh, storyline so far? Um, as far as well, I've been paying real attention to the Cardinals because I'm I'm really pushing to see a turnaround. It's, you know, they started this record that they got is like we ain't never started like that before. Uh, not in a long time. <laughs> like it's been a while since we struggled like this. And yeah. was yeah. what well, to me that you know that's a a big storyline too. Uh, but as far as for the Cardinals, it's it's almost like we were smelling our own roses a little bit. And the younger teams or the teams under us, you know, historically, 
uh, you know, kind of got sneaky good on us. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, it only takes, you know, an off season sometimes to really just fix some stuff. You know what I'm saying? To really kind of look and see what you got. You know? Like, I'm looking at the the Pirates, you know what I'm saying? Who I think yeah. are in first place right now. Like, us growing up, like, how many times did we really worry about the Pirates as Cardinals? Because they, they used to be in, like, fourth, fifth place sometimes. Bottom, bottom feeder, you know what I'm saying? But like, you never had to worry about not really, not at all. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, you know, so I'm thinking like the storyline for us right now is getting to the point where we could actually use everybody. You know what I'm saying? Because we have like we have the bats. Like that's not a problem. Like offense is not even an issue. I think it's pitching and defense for us. Like, we yeah. really, like, we don't even need, like, a star-studded cast of pitchers. You know what I'm saying? Like, we don't even need that. You know, we just need somebody to give us, like, five or six good innings without, like, getting beat up, you know? <laughs> like, giving up mm-hmm. six runs, four runs, you know? Like, it's hard, you know, to come back, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's hard to combat when your pitch is not good. You know what I'm saying? And that's a lot for us moving forward. Um, you know, so, but that's, a, that's but my biggest storyline, though, this year is, you know, the renaissance of the young teams. You know, the, mm-hmm. you know, like I mentioned, the, uh, the perennial bottom feeders, like, those teams, it's not bad anymore. You know what I'm saying? Oh, like, yeah. like you know, I think about one team in particular that has my, you know, my attention. You know what I'm saying? And that's the Orioles, man. Like, yeah. they really just kind of, you know, built it up. You know what I'm saying? Just consistently, you know, drafting well and not even using, you know, the free agent market for real. Maybe a little yeah. bit some people here, some people there, but no really big splashes, you know? Like, they are really legit, like, you know, a good young team. You know, remember how they were with uh, Adam Jones and, I think, a young Manny Machado at the time? You know, they yeah, were they really – Yeah, you know what I'm saying? That was a really interesting squad. And I feel like they got a lot of things trending that way, you know what I'm saying? I love the young catcher they got, uh, Adley Rushman. Like, he is going to be probably one of the best catchers in the game for the next 10 years, you know what I'm saying? But I think it starts with him because he has really shown a lot, you know, like being a, a leader in the clubhouse, you know what I'm saying? But embracing the fact that he is a young player. So he's just having fun. And I think that's missing in baseball. Like a lot of the older older players, older fans don't really like all that fun stuff. But I enjoy it. I enjoy them just young, having fun. You know what I'm saying? Shoot, that's the way it started with baseball. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. little league, having fun. 
you weren't getting paid back then, you was having fun. So that's the point. That's the point of the game. Yeah, for the game to have fun and give the fans what they want to see, you know. But I think the uh, the the Orioles is my storyline as far as young teams. You know what I'm saying? They mm-hmm. young team. I'll give you another young team, like team that's kind of on the up and up. You know, you think about the Orioles, right? But then mm-hmm. I think about a team like the Diamondbacks. You know. Like a team that you know has a a crazy history, right? Like you you get your team, and then you win a World Series in two thousand one, you know, against the you know against the vaunted Yankees, right? You know, then like all of them guys, and then you just kind of teeter, you know what I'm saying? Like after that. You know, you yeah. make a couple world, you make a couple playoffs, and got a couple All Star players, Cy Young Award winner, and Brandon Webb. I don't know if you remember him, but a couple of you know players like that, but nothing spectacular. But now it's like they just now they coming back. You know, yeah. I'm like, dude, where y'all been? But they just been stockpiling talent, man. Like, I like this this young little this young little outfielder they got. Like he's like stupid fast. I'm like, you know, and the way the rules have changed now, where the base paths are like wide open, he's definitely gonna be like a forty stolen base guy. Like he gotta be. Yeah. You know, gotta be. With that speed, you gotta use it. Ain't no way, you know what I'm saying? I don't even care if you use small ball tactics, right? But you might as well because he got too much speed. Like, he can wreck the game in many ways. So, like, I really like uh, Corbin Carroll, man. He, he's he's a good, good player, you know? So, my thing, my next thing um, is how you feel about the big market teams. You know, the teams that, that, you know, every year spend a lot of money. And, you know, I mean, we grew up like that, you know what I'm saying, with the, with the Yankees spending money, you know, uh, uh, the A-Rods, the, <laughs> the A-Rods, the Mark Teixeiras, the CC Sabathias, like, they spend money, yeah. money, you know what I'm saying? So how you feel about these big market teams? Spending all his money, but also, how do you feel about them spending money and it not working so far? That's the thing. Like you can't just because you've been known as a big market team. I mean, you got to do all the big spending, like because as you know, Yankees and Red Sox always been a big market team, big spending team. But you look at where they at right now, you know. It's kind of like what you've been spending the money on. Right. You know, but the Yankees, because, you know, they kept, because, you know, if they lose, what you call it, um, Stanton, if they use, if they lose him, if they, like, if they lose, to lose Aaron Judge and Stanton, that's like their team right there. So. Yeah, true, true, true. Because they lose them two bats right there, then that's like, you know, like that's your 
That's your money man. You know what I'm saying? That's your three. That's a two. Yeah, that's your three and your four guy. You know what I'm saying? So you need them. You need them for sure. You know what I'm saying? Um, but like like you said, I, I think the the money market, the big market teams, you know, you know, they have this this thing, you know what I'm saying, where they got a lot of a lot of capital, man, to use, right? But I'm thinking like you need to to really look at who you get. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it's cool to to get the big guy, you know what I'm saying? All you know, the Aaron Judges of the world. But at the same time, you gotta really see how this guy fits. You feel yeah. me? Like when I think of the big contracts we've seen in the last few years, going to the big market teams, um, Bryce Harper, you know, to the Phillies. Um, I think of uh, you know back in the day with us, uh, C C Sabathia, like we feel old saying back in the day, but hey, C C was that dude, yeah. right? <laughs> so, but when I think of guys like that, they fit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, if you're the Phillies, you need a guy like Bryce Harper. Like, like he's a true leader. You know what I'm saying? All right. But, yeah, man, the big market teams, man, they are – They you got to get somebody that fits, man. And Bryce Harper, CeCe's about to, they fit. You know what you're doing, you know. And I think about you know the Mets right now. You know, it looks good. You know, what I'm saying all those guys, Verlander, Scherzer, you know, those are big market dudes. You know, and they're a little older now, so I was like, kind of, you know, do they really? Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like, all right, Verlander, Verlander is is pushing. Cause like I think I think he should have retired last season. So he kind of he kind of pushing it. Yeah, bit. yeah, you know. I but he did get the sign young man, and he was untouchable. Like yeah, like untouchable. Like he he was he was getting to the he he's already at goat status, winning you know three Cy Youngs, you know, in like three different you know decades, right? You know, so he's already GOAT status, right? You know, but to spend that kind of money on a guy that in that kind of long in the tooth, right? It, it seems like a stretch, you know what I'm saying? Both of them, honestly, you know what I'm saying? And, and then you, you try to get Korea, but it doesn't work out, right? So my thing is, it's got to be like a culture thing. Like you can't yeah. really, you can't really just spend money like that. You know what I'm saying? Like one thing that I think separates a lot of these big market teams from the Yankees, right? Since they're like the premier spender, right? You know, um, at least back in uh, George Steinbrenner days, right? Is that it was a culture, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, all the guys kind of 
just, you know, they they might not have got along, but when it came to, like, playing baseball in the clubhouse, like, they just got it, you know? And they, you know, they all just kind of fit together. There's a lot of expensive pieces, but it just seemed like they all just fit, you know? And they knew what to do. Like, the standard was there. When I think of the Mets, like, spending all this money and it not really going nowhere, I just think you just kind of putting it together and hope it sticks. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, there's not much structure there. But I do like uh, Buck Showalter as manager. Like, if anybody can put it together, it's definitely Buck Showalter because <laughs> he, he he don't play. You know what I'm saying? He, he don't play about baseball, so he don't play. But I think he could put it together. It's just I don't like seeing, like, people – I don't like seeing them just put it together, like, and just hope it sticks. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just think, like, they're in trouble. Like, it just doesn't work. You know what I'm saying? Not, not long term anyway. You'll just – you'll win, like, what, one championship? And then that's it. You know what I'm saying? Now, I guess, you know, when you think about the grand scheme of things, like, that works. But when it's time to, like, move on, you got these big contracts, you know what I'm saying? And not a lot of winning to go along with it. You know what I'm saying? So let's think about that, man. You know, but like I said, hopefully it works out because they are in a tough division. Like the 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 Braves are not like they not playing. You know what I'm saying? And and you know, grow us growing up, the Braves was like, you know, the constant team, consistent, winning. Don't matter who's on the team. I mean, they keep their nucleus together. You know, they kept Chipper Jones and the three headed monster with uh Glavin Smokes and and Maddox, they kept that together for a long time, you know, like, and now it feels like they're trying to rebuild that whole thing again. I mean, they got, like, the whole lineup of just guys that are just good. Like, there's no weaknesses for real. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, go ahead, go ahead. They've been doing good. They've been doing good down here. Man, that's what I'm saying. Like, where where did Michael Harris come from? You know what I'm saying? And he's one of the best outfielders in the league. You know what I'm saying? Like, did you make a trade for, I think his name is Sean Murphy from the A's? Like, he fits. You know what I'm saying? Like, just dudes that bring a lunch pail to work. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's, it's crazy, man. Like, they are legit a team that's going to you know, be there for a while. Like, you know, and, you know, I think they could really take note. Everybody should take note about the Braves. Like, they got a secret sauce, man. Like, to stay in the hunt every year. Like, they really don't, like, when the last time you seen the Braves, like, struggle? Like, struggle, struggle. Like, we talking... Years ago. Yeah, we talking A's, right? Struggle. So, yeah. yeah. 
So, uh, like I said, man, but uh, let's work on this last segment. You know, um, I want to get your thought on the Hall of Fame. Like, do you think it's it's tougher to get in now than it was, or do you think it's easier? And a person that you think should get in, or a person should that's in that should get in right now. That's, that's not. Is it tougher or is it easier? Um, I think back then it was tougher because it was based off your your stats, like your stats, your image in the game, how well you played. So it was based off. So basically, yeah, it was based off numbers back then. Is if you got into the Hall of Fame, you know, what was your numbers like every season? Were those numbers consistent? Did they go up? Did they drop? Like, you know, how many top plays did you make? You know, it was like that. I think now, I could say it's a little bit easier because I don't think they too much go off numbers. They kind of go off like your performance or like, like performance like your team history history with the team you know you know did you help them when they went through like the little cancer season did you you know bring up that spark like one person i know that's going in the hall of fame but no question is dusty Baker. no question okay because you talk about he got over he got over two thousand victories he did that without a ring on his finger he finally got his first ring after 2000 over 2000 wins and he finally got his finally got his first ring so that's 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 a definite like first pass like i would be i would be really mad if they waited to like because that's one thing i don't like but like Sports Hall of Fame, sometimes they wait to like the person is like really like older than they already are, or to the point where a family member got to accept it for them. Yeah. Like, like if you know they, they, you know, Hall of Fame, you know, material, then you know, because you know, they do that, they do that over in the WWE, they do that a lot, they wait. To like the person, well, ain't nobody, ain't nobody there to accept it, and that, that's what I hear. Yeah, yeah, they can't do their own Hall of Fame speech. They gotta, the kids gotta accept it for them, you know. Okay, um, all right. So let me finish up my part. All right, so I think, I think it's getting a little bit easier because. The writers back in the day, you know, aren't, they're not in the decision-making process anymore. So it's a lot of younger, you know, more advanced people looking at into these cases, which is why I think a person like Scott Rowland gets in. Like, he's really good, solid player. You know, gold gloves, all stars, you know, everything you can think of. Like, he did it. But I don't think he gets in, like, maybe 15 years ago because they were sticklers. But now 
there's like so much data to look at mm -hmm. and um there's so much data to look at and when you're looking at this data whether it's war or you're looking at somebody that played on a bad team um and just balled out you know what i'm saying like a, a adrian beltray right you know, like, didn't really have, like, in terms of accolades, you know, you know, he didn't really do anything. But the man got 3,000 hits, you know, and a whole bunch of, you know, home runs, you know what I'm saying? But for the more, majority of his career, he was consistent at, like, the top yeah. of his position, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So... People like that, their cases are becoming a lot more, you know what, he's a Hall of Famer back then what it was, you know what I'm saying? Because I felt like there wasn't a lot of data back then, and it was an older generation of voters where they didn't really take into account, oh, man, he didn't, he didn't win a championship, so he's not getting in, you know what I'm saying? Instead of looking at his whole career, like, Let's look how he actually played, you know what I'm saying, based off of the other members of the Hall of Fame that you put in in the same group, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because there's a lot of guys in the Hall of Fame that maybe had a, a longer career, but not necessarily to impact you, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And now you got, you know, guys coming in that are legit, you know, in terms of, you know, really looking at all the data that you have to look at now. And I think yeah. it's refreshing to put, you know, some respect on some of these dudes' names, you know what I'm saying? Like to really, really put them in. And a person that I think should be in that, that I think needs some love is I think Andrew Jones, man. I think that's my that's my guy. If I had to make a case for him, I would say he's my guy. Because you think about the the Braves in the nineties. You can't can you can't talk about them without Andrew Jones. You can't. Like he was a part of it. He was a part of it into the two thousands. Like he was legit, probably the best, one of the best outfielders defensively for a minute. You know what I'm saying? Like consistently, he was in an All Star game. Consistently, he was hitting for power, hitting for average. You know what I'm saying? I don't even want to get into the war because defensively, he was up there. Offensively, yeah, he, he was up there. You know what I'm saying? So the fact that this player is not getting the respect he deserves getting in the Hall of Fame just kind of bothers me a little bit, you know what I'm saying? But like I said, I think his case is becoming more magnified, if you know what I'm saying. Like there's a lot of people looking at him like, if we put, you know, Blow Joe in there, why can't we put Andrew Jones in there? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you know, I get it that he might have not had a a good, like, second half of his career. But, hey, it just happens sometimes. Sometimes you just 
you know, it don't work out. You still a good player, but you go into the wrong situation sometimes. You know, it happens. Yeah. So that's that's my guy, and that's my case for Andrew Jones. I think he had a very, very good early career into his prime, and I think the second half he just just made some bad investments in places that he probably shouldn't have been, you know? Yeah. And they didn't really take care of him like that. And injuries going there too, but I think he – legit should get in just based off of his prime years and how he impacted the game. So yeah. no, yeah. Um this is uh episode one of uh sports talk with Cam and D. Uh hope yes, you sir. hope you guys enjoyed it. Um we got more content on the way. Uh, uh we we ready to give y'all exactly what you want. Uh Anything else before we go, bro? No, just be ready for episode two. Keep your eyes open. All right. Later, y'all. All right.